up, bitches! <laughs> But that's a good thing, though. I like yeah. that. I, I do like that. Very rarely anyone's ever answered that question with "don't bring," because I'm like, I don't, I don't know you that well. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't have brought that up unless you brought it up. Yeah, sure. So it is yep. what it is, man. No, we'll see. Well, where, it goes. where are you coming from? Uh, like, where do I live? Yeah. Well, well, you don't have to tell me like your physical address. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, where can people find you if they don't like your comments or content? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I live in uh, I live in North Olmsted. North. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I don't know if that's even true. You could have just said that to throw people off the scent. Like, what? No. Yeah. Aurora. I live in Aurora. Yeah. The southernmost part of Aurora. Yeah, yeah. I commute from Phoenix every day on my private jet. That's what people under 30 that are on Forbes do. Yes, and honestly, <clears throat> the other people that are under 30, you can convince them of that. <laughs> yeah. That's why they'll never be on the Forbes list. Yeah. Because they don't understand how money works. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad you came for a couple of reasons. Well, I, I was looking back at this, man. I can't remember the last time we spoke. Um, it's been... That? like a year and a half yeah um and i don't beginning of summer but i don't i don't see it that like when i started thinking about it i was yeah, like yeah. oh yeah, it's probably been a couple months and i was like nope it's been a year and a half yeah i don't uh i've lost i don't know things just get so busy and hectic with work with life and family and shit it's just i i, I lose that and i do like so many of these it's not that everyone bleeds together but they just don't seem like they were all that long ago. Yeah. And I don't even remember what me, you, and Brian talked about. <laughs> but that was not a knock on you. I don't remember <laughs> what most things I talk about with yeah. people on here. It's just kind of like a joking conversation. But Yeah, yeah. But David Turpek, thanks for coming back, man. <clears throat> Happy to be here. You're uh, becoming a, a trend. of, of I've, I'm starting really into having like repeat people on. It's yeah. so much fun. Like, because I just, it's just the second time around, it's not that the first time was hectic, but the first time, the, the second time is just so much more chill. The follow-up? is really cool like we've only had a handful of like repeat guests at this point but like every time we have it's like we got all the bullshit of oh hey why don't you like tell me about yourself first and let's let's go through the story of you and you know like all all the kind of the the rah-rah stuff you know you kind of get all that out of the way and you can kind of just touch more specifically on topics you know what i yeah. mean because yeah I, I like it when i like the longer ones because like your personality can kind of come out and it's yeah like, sure and it is true people like to talk about themselves, but at the same time, a lot of people don't like it simultaneously because it's just so weird describing yourself when you're not being like interviewed for a position that's going to actually monetize you. <laughs> you know, when yeah. it's almost like you're just like you're showcasing yourself, and it just feels kind of odd when when I've the few times someone has asked me to be on their show. It's very odd when I have to explain what this is. Yeah, I think if you're not in like a position of like either sales where you're constantly pitching yourself yeah. or a product, right? Or you're not in a position where you're being filmed regularly and you're not used to like turning on and off this kind of mentality of like, oh, let me tell you about this or tell you about that. It can be hard. Like I, I literally remember 
when I first started training dogs, I never had like a recorded voicemail before. You know, when people call you and they can't get a hold of you, right? And the I don't guy think was I currently do. I'm yeah. So, so the guy I was working for was like, hey, you need to like if people are gonna be calling you for like information, like you have to have a voicemail set up, right? And I was like, Oh, okay. He's like, So why don't you just record one real quick? It probably took me like thirty seven different takes to get something. Yeah. Cause like even that, right? Like I like overthinking the idea of like pitching who you are in 10 seconds to somebody that's trying to call you. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's challenging. It's, it's do you definitely do, hard. Do you do, uh, do you say, this is David from Miracle Canine Training? Like when I call people, are you saying? Well, actually, let's do that one too, but for your voicemail. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh -huh. You say your full name? Uh, no, not full name. Okay. Nobody cares about your full name. I know, but that's, I went through a very similar, yeah. very emotional time the last time I recorded a voicemail for my personal phone 15 years ago because then obviously you know like for for what i do a lot of times like my clients will just call me or text me on myself sure so they will call me and i'm like oh man i can't have the, hey this is joe leave a message like the day yeah, yeah. it's got to be a little more professional to it yes, yeah, but yeah, also yeah at the same time i for some reason and paranoid i'm like but i don't want to seem too eager yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm so dying like i'm dying to hear your voice i want it to get off as i'll get to your voicemail but i have a lot going on <laughs> <laughs> See, but even that is just like overthinking it too much, right? Like, that, but that's why I also had to record remember when people times. used to have the like, hello, and then they would like leave a pause, yeah. and then they'd be like, oh hey, and then they'd be like, ha just kidding. <laughs> yep. The Archer right voicemail. Now. Do you watch the show Archer? No, the I think I watched the first like three episodes. It's of a Archer. running <laughs> joke on Archer where he has these elaborate plank prank voicemails. So he's like, hello, hello. It's not a prank. Hello. Yeah, yeah. And then like, oh, thank God. He's like, ah, prank. And, and then when they first came out too, like you you actually fell for them. You know what I mean? Like oh, I yeah. remember in the past, like when that would actually happen and I'd literally, literally be talking to this person on the voicemail. So yeah, no, uh, voicemail. Yeah, you got to keep it short and sweet. But but that was, that was challenging, right? Like if you're not used to pitching that or, you know, when you're calling a client over the phone, right? Like in my case, like I do most of our sales calls at this point. Um, and, you know, it's funny. We joke like, I could, like, chaos could be erupting in the facility, yeah. and 9,000 things can be going all at once. I can't even hear myself think because there's, like, dogs barking or something like that. And I could, like, <laughs> recite my sales pitch that I give everybody or my initial um, my my uh, voicemail message that I leave for people if I can't get a hold of them or, or things like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, – I, I still – I'm still uncomfortable. The only thing that I think my job has – my job, because I work with clients all day, sure. I have for 15 plus years. It helps me in when, at least in the beginning when I was trying to get guests. Because the the my initial message to try to get a guest was very, very similar. It's like, sure. I can't send them four paragraphs that kind of describes everything. But I also can't be like, I'm Joe, check it out. You yeah. know, like I had to give them like something. I had to give them examples of who's yeah, beyond yeah. that they might know and then what it's like. And then here's where you can find me. Yeah. So sure. my work kind of helped me there, but I'm not, I'm still not a salesman though. Yeah. But I had to turn like this message into like a sales pitch of this is why you should be on. Fortunately, now I've had enough people on where if anyone looks at it, they can just scroll through. And yeah, yeah, yeah. most people are like, I know five people that have been on here, or yeah, I sure. personally know one of them, or I follow three of them, or I like that guy's me. So it's a little bit easier now, but it helped me in the beginning. 
the the reaching out to potential guests like for the podcast like with clients and stuff like that yeah like generally like if they've reached out to us like i don't need to like sell them via a voicemail i'm leaving them it's mostly just like hey let's touch base right um you got a dog you're looking for training help with i'd like to answer any questions you have stuff like that but like the relationship has already kind of been cultivated a little bit and getting back to like videos and and content putting content out there and stuff like that like half of the reason for that is just because of how much content we put out there like they've seen me talk eight thousand times on video they've seen our trainers talk eight thousand times on video so like by the time they get that voicemail from me there's already like a connection that we have you know what i mean um but like bringing on guests for example like we've had a couple we've had a handful of like in the industry like high profile guests like people with like two three million tiktok followers or, or, or stuff like that right and crafting the message you send to them the first time knowing they have no fucking idea who you are and we're in the same industry and they're in this like higher tier of success of that industry um you do have to kind of craft it and be a little bit wordy as far as not seeming too like thirsty for their uh sure um you know the the invite onto the podcast but also like not um you know, not pushing them too much with stuff. So. Well, also, in those in those instances, you may not even be talking to them. They, they may have a gatekeeper sure. looking to that shit. Yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, learn like, to find their like least uh, least in demand profile and message that one. <laughs> right? Like a lot of these TikTok guys that have like three million TikTok followers, they have like ten thousand Instagram followers or something. Because oh, yeah, yeah. it's like a whole different world. So you just message them on there and feel very confident that they're actually going to see it. Then <laughs> I've gotten lucky with some of them because I mean, some of them like. For me, like, it's always been, I'm kind of wowed by some people that have responded and come on. Sure. Like when Joey, like when Sir Yacht came on, mm-hmm. he was so cool and fun. He responded to me like this. He just gave me his cell phone number. I'm like, you sure you want me to have yeah. this? Yes. Because I'm going to use it. Yeah. For real dumb shit. <laughs> um, and then others, they're, you know, I just don't hear back from him. And then other people, like I've had managers reach out to me. I'm like, I'm not that guy, man. Yeah. You can just, you can just call me, man. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not, you don't need to do that. Like so and so, I represent so and so. It was changing the genre. I'm like, I already stopped reading. Yeah, that you know. But that's funny because now, when it, with the few times that someone has pitched me, then I'm like, I'm on the other side of that. Like, man, yeah. that was a dumb fucking message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want anything to do with that guy, and yeah. it's your fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the the copy paste messages that you can get from people that oh, are trying to sell yeah. you something. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, and like. There definitely is an art to it, you know? <laughs> oh, especially because, like, my name's not really on the page. Yeah. So someone would be like, hi, Guiltless Podcast. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not that hard it's to like, find my name. <laughs> so I, for anyone that doesn't know, so you are, you are the founder of Miracle Canine Training. Yep. And how long have you had this? So Miracle Canine, I started in January of 2019. Okay. So what is that, like four, four and a half years, something like that. Um, and I owned uh, a different dog training company before that for about four years. Um, and then, uh, worked for a guy for before. So I've been, yeah, training for about training for coming up on, on, you know, about 11 years or so, uh, and had Miracle Canine, which is solely my company for about four and a half years at this point. God, but yeah. 11 years of training, 11 years. So yeah, there yeah. are certifications that you have to do to things like this. Nope. Nope. So not so so this is kind of where you get into a lot of you want to talk obviously some of like the drama of the dog world and stuff. So I do. Um, yeah. I mean there's I it's, man, I, I have when I lived in Akron, I yeah, came yeah. across a couple. Yeah. You know, we'd go to like those little like uh like what the what the Cleveland flea was sure. in Akron, they yes. would have those. And I had a fuck face of a dog at the time. Yeah. And I saw somebody and I actually kind of knew the guy too. We went to college yep. together and he had the, I was like, Oh, thank God. Sure. I'm like, this dog sucks. <laughs> And I told some people about it because I'm like, 
Here's my number. I never heard from them. And yeah, then yeah. I found out they're like, it's not obviously that happens in a lot of industries, but sure. they're like, there are a lot of people that like to start these and they're just not very good at them. They're not good at, you have to be good at so many aspects. We sure. talked about three casually before you even get to the actual being able to train. Yes. Yeah, so um, so it's a totally unregulated industry, meaning obviously anybody can get into it, sure. right? Like if you suddenly decided I'm an expert dog trainer and wanted to start a business tomorrow, like there's nothing stopping you from it. Like you legally could take money from clients and help them, et cetera, et cetera, right? So very, very like low cost of entry to get into it, right? Which is good and bad, right? It's good because you're able to get into it easily. Like myself, no college degree, right? Just kind of being somewhat good at what I was doing and stuff was able to get into this industry and kind of figure it out and move through it and stuff like that. But there's also people that probably have no business getting into the industry, getting into the industry as well, you know? Um, and frankly, some of them can make massive names for themselves. So getting back to like some of these people who have unbelievably massive followings online, um, you know, you could really look at them and, and kind of debate, like, how qualified are you to be giving some of the information that you're giving to the mass of people that you're giving it to, you know? So it stirs up so much commotion in the industry. And anybody who's on social media and follows and has, like, favorite dog trainers, whether it's, you know, you're just local and follow me or follow some of the bigger guys in the industry, like, you know, Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer that's been around forever or guys like that, um, you know, all you have to do is just take one look in the comment section and see the debates back and forth of ideological differences and you're doing this right you're doing this wrong i hate you for this you're a freaking animal abuser because you left your dog in a crate for two hours while you're at work or, or any number of things it gets it gets pretty crazy sometimes yeah that's the caesar milan thing is always funny because he's all because he's a celebrity <clears throat> yeah. you know and, and i don't know anything about him other than the dog whisperer and he had a show like sure. he's almost like I, i'm not saying he's a fraud i don't know anything about him yep. but he almost seems to me like the liver king of <laughs> dog training because he's more. I know him as a celebrity. I don't know sure. shit about what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him on Bones. I love that episode. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what he does or if he's legit. But he's got like five shows. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, Caesar's been around for a long time, and he's probably like he was like the original celebrity dog trainer, right? Like there's you know guys that had big names for themselves and stuff like that. But he was given multiple shows. I mean, the Dog Whisperer was like a freaking I think like a nine season running show or something like that. Like That's on wild man. on uh, Animal Planet or Nat Geo. Or whatever the heck it was. Um, and, you know, we could say with any dog trainer on the planet, like dog training is one of those things where it is so much more like there's 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 obviously like these important topics and understandings you need to, to know, right? The psychology side of things. And there is like a science side of things of understanding, you know, quadrants of learning and how do animals think and all this kind of stuff. But from there, people don't factor in the additional variables that go into training a dog, which is just not, not just like, how does an animal learn, but like, what is the lifestyle that the owner lives with that dog, right? Are they owned by elderly people or a young active couple? Are there kids in the house? Are there other dogs in the house? Do they live in an apartment, a big city, rural? You know what I mean? Like there's so many variables yeah. that force you to kind of take a look at all of these different methods at your spectrum and whether there's one method that is like 
scientifically proven to be the quickest way for an animal to learn or, or the, 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 the way with like least resistance for an animal to learn or anything like that, that method might not fit with all of those other variables that are at play, which is where a lot of the debate in the dog world comes from is, is, you know, how do we determine what the proper way to work with an animal is going to be? And, um, you know, where do we draw the line of, you know, if we are going to start adding regulation into this industry of, of, of where those lines are of what we want to allow and what we don't want to allow. You Is know? that something that's coming, like more regulation? Yeah, so so um, we talked about it quite a bit on our podcast over the last couple of weeks because just maybe four months ago, three, four months ago, they um, passed a bill in the UK to start banning certain training tools, right? So you have different uh, training collars and things like that, obviously. And they passed a bill to to outlaw them, right? Basically make it illegal to use any of those types of things. And, you know, some people would look at something like, say, a pinch collar, an electric collar, and be like, oh, I would never use that for my dog or whatever, which, again, is a whole debate that we could have. But um, they're tools that people, you know, use very regularly, right? And have helped quite a few people, right? Um, from a more extreme end that I show everybody, though, is if you look at countries like Sweden, for example, Sweden actually banned the ability to confine your dog in a kennel, right? So, so many people, when they go to work, they put their dog in a crate or else if they don't put their dog in a crate, they're going to come back and their entire house is going to be destroyed and shredded to pieces, yes. right? And um, that is illegal to do in Sweden, right? So if you have a dog like that, you're kind of at the mercy of, okay, well, either I keep the dog in a crate and I potentially run the risk of if somebody finds out that I'm doing this, um, potentially up to like tens of thousands of dollars in fines. You'd have your animal actually taken from you. Uh, or in uh, extreme cases, you could uh, um, you could actually uh, serve jail time over some of that kind of stuff. So, um, so because that's continuously moving, started in Europe, right, in a lot of different countries in Europe, it's moving to the UK right now. And there's a big, big push back against it in the UK right now. We had a couple of guests on uh, recently that are uh, big players in fighting against those bands out there. Um, and, and have actually put a stop to um, or, or a pause on the bill currently to have it reevaluated so it doesn't actually take effect yet. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's only a matter of time before that starts moving its way over here. We're just, I would say in the United States, probably a little bit more like liberal of a country as far as like what we allow, you know? Um, so I, I think it's going to take a little longer before it really starts impacting the dog world out here. Uh, I can <clears throat> see that. I can see that happening here. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I don't know. So, in somebody, me, bird's eye view doesn't really know anything. Sure. And, you know, is a is a possible side effect of cracking down on, however you want to refer sure. to these methods or tools. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't uh, I mean a side effect of that be then less people get dogs? Because nobody wants a dog that's going to tear up their home. No. So, so I don't necessarily think it's going to be less people getting dogs, but I think it's going to be a result of more people needing to get rid of their dogs they already yeah. have. Okay. So, yeah. so, so shelters getting further overrun more so than they actually are, right? Uh, if you look at, we work with a lot of local shelters, right? And with most of them, if you were to ask them, like, what's the number one reason dogs are like returned to your shelter? It's going to be things like destroying stuff in the house, jumping all over guests, getting into things they're not supposed to running away, right? Um, you know, aggressive behaviors, obviously, things like that, right? Oh, yeah. um, which uh, all these different training methods we have at our disposal, whether anybody agrees with them or not, they're methods that people use to curb that kind of stuff. So ultimately, the dog can stay in the home and in a lot of cases alive because when the shelters get overrun, those dogs start getting put down. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah. So I guess it's it's almost actually an even because that's kind of where I was going. Like if, sure. if if no one gets a dog, doesn't get a dog at a pound, doesn't get a dog at a kennel, doesn't get a dog at a one of a kind pets or whatever the yep. hell you got close to you, <clears throat> then they're going to get over. So in a way, it's kind of the same impact. I think I just took the much longer route. Sure, yeah. But it's, it's yes. almost the same impact is that you're having dogs that <clears throat> need homes that can't find homes. Yeah. Uh, because... I think a lot. I think a lot of people like getting dogs from shelters. I think mm-hmm. um, that's where we got our first dog. Well, sure. Actually, from the pound in Akron. I don't recommend that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just think the Akron pound is very similar to a jail. Sure, like an actual like a person jail. Like, yeah, those yeah. are hardened dogs. <laughs> like we got that dog home, and he was like JB Smooth on like curb your enthusiasm yeah yeah like I loved him so much, but every time I'm like fuck, why do we still have him? Yeah yeah, you know, but. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but but that's then I guess kind of goes into but I but I'm also not somebody that would get rid of the dog. I, I yeah. just couldn't do that. But there are sure. plenty of people that do that every single day. I think it's important to realize a couple of things. One, everybody has their tipping point with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, all right, well, you have you have a kid now, right? So no. if that dog's coming into the house and you know potentially showing dangerous behaviors towards your child or something like that. I'm sure your threshold to those types of things would be much lower than it was in the past. You know what I mean? Very, very small. I don't like Uh, it when they wrestle near him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? And then, you know, you look at a lot of the shelters to begin with, right? And you look at, you know, those dogs, they're picking up off the streets or their uh, owner surrenders, right? And in those cases... You know, we look at our our human emotion and a lot of what the shelters is kind of like preached to us is like these dogs have these like traumatizing pasts, which has caused them to be like the hardened criminals at, um, you know, Akron Pound or or whatever it was. Right. (laughs) Where in a lot of cases, it's not that they had bad things happen to them. It's just that those are the dogs that were probably gotten rid of by their owners or returned because they were bad in the first place, not because they abused them and neglected them. And then the pound went and saved that dog from that owner. Like that happens. Like there's obviously terrible abuse out there, right? In the, in the dog world, but under most circumstances, the dogs in the shelters that are really poorly behaved are there because owners couldn't handle them. You know what I mean? I'm almost (laughs) certain that's what mine was. Yeah. Mine. I mean, when we got, went to the pound, he was the sweetest dog. We took him home. He's the sweetest dog but then we found out the problem immediately mm-hmm. is that he only liked us and i mean sure. he only yep. like that dog bit and fought every person <laughs> and dog in the neighborhood no one could come anywhere yeah. near us near us my yeah. he liked my dad my mom and my friend amy because that's who they, he met in the first couple sure. days I, I, that's what it feels like yeah, everyone yeah. else fuck all yeah, you're yeah. getting bit mm-hmm. any other dog you're getting bit and he didn't care so si- i mean the, he, he would bite an elephant if it came <laughs> into the room yeah he just didn't give a shit um, yeah, but I, I understand that. I remember talking to the guy at the pound. I'm like, what do you know about this dog? He's like, yeah, yeah. nothing. Yep. I'm like, do you know how old it goes? I don't know. Three, five. Fuck, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, so you don't even know how old this dog is, where it's been. He's like, no, I got nothing. Yeah. I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, I don't know. If this is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> he ended up being a great dog. I mean, we we loved him, <clears> but <throat> he was rough. He was very difficult, yeah, which is sure. the exact opposite of what I have now. Where, I mean, Roscoe, I think he could assimilate to any other home in under 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't think he cares about yeah. us that much. I think he'd. I think if I gave him to the neighbor, he'd be like, we had a good run, and he'd fall asleep on the neighbor. Yeah. I think many dogs that they we don't realize how much they like live in the moment. Like I used to joke, like if I died today, like and my dogs just like went to another house, like 
within 48 hours, they would probably adjust to that household. You know, they wouldn't be sitting there dwelling on like dad's gone. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is where we're at now. Right. And we see that all the time when people drop their dogs off. Like we do board and train programs. So the dog stays with us for a month and people are so concerned. Like, oh my God, what's my dog going to do without me? And I always say like, what are you going to do without the dog? Right. Like that's really what it is. It's more, you know, like we, we dwell on the past, like as humans, right. We look at like and overthink all these other like complex situations like that uh, where dogs don't like they really live in the moment and focus on the now yeah. so yeah so what what is the uh so you're kind of building this up you've been building sure. this up for a couple i mean that is not a very long time four and a half years i mean i'm sure it feels like a long time <clears throat> so but when you think about business in general yes. that's still a baby of a business yes I, I think a couple, so yes, it, it is ultimately a baby of a business. The reason why I brought up before though, like I had another company before that also is because it, this is kind of a continuation of that company, right? Okay. So basically what happened was when I first started getting into dog training, I worked for somebody for a while, right? And I worked for somebody with another guy, right? Him and I decided to start our own thing together, right? We um, formed uh, a company, right? Uh, and grew that company to have like a couple of different locations, right? We had one on in South Euclid. We had one on the west side of Cleveland. And we had one down in Columbus. Um, and... Um, whatever we did didn't say on Columbus or in Columbus? in Columbus. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So we, we, whatever, didn't totally see like eye to eye on direction where we wanted to go with things. And frankly, it was just much easier for me to leave the company than it was for me to try to like push him out, you know, yeah. uh, nor did I want to, you know, obviously put him out of uh, anything. You know, we had a win-win situation where we were able to basically close down our Columbus facility. He kept the South Euclid location. I kept the West side of Cleveland location, which is where we're currently at and basically continued operating business as usual. So for four years prior to 2019, I operated in this same location, right? So really, if you look at it, though it's a different company, I've been growing it since, what would that have been? Uh, 2015, I believe, okay. right? Um, so really, it's- a decade, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. really, it's you know eight, eight and a half years of, yeah. of growing this individual <clears throat> location. And that's when you start getting into, and I mean, that's the beauty of like a social media yep. now. I mean, for the people that use it for things <clears throat> like that, I mean, what yep. you can actually do. And I think, I think it's harder for certain companies to like, I mean, websites, I'm not saying that they're pointless, but yeah. they kind of are at this point, depending on what yeah. you're selling, you need to be it's a able, landing page. You, you know? need to be able to show somebody what you can actually do. That's the hardest yes. thing to either get a customer to leave a current company that they're working with or a sure. current partner or to get someone to go with you is you got to show them what you can actually do. Yes. I can say, I, I feel like I am the best ambassador for what you do <laughs> because, and this is a true story. You help my buddy's dog. I know that she's still young, but I can't, I didn't think that was the same dog when I went <laughs> back over there. My, so my buddy, Michael and Lindsay, they're, they're our closest friends in the world. Yeah. My, Lindsay went to high school with uh, my wife. So I've known them for also 15 years. I, I met them around the same time I met my wife. Mm -hmm. And they got this dog, uh, Honey. Sweet, beautiful looking dog. But yep. I mean, this dog was like 45 minutes old when they got it. I yeah. mean, it was as young as a dog <laughs> yeah, that I yeah. think you're illegally allowed to yeah, get. Yeah, sure. And I think they found out later it was actually much younger than, like, they're like, that's like three months. And they're like, no, they said weeks. It was a very young yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. And like a lot of young dogs, super, super hyper, completely uncoordinated, but man would run all over the place, run into shit, knock the kids down. Yep. I one time saw this dog get out of its crate, run over, knock down Teddy, the youngest, he was fine, but knocked him down with her butt. 
and then jumped up on the table, grabbed the bread that I was eating, <laughs> ran away, knocked a couple things over, then jumped on another table and just started drinking out of someone's water. Yeah, yeah. Not its dish, someone's, someone's human glass. Sure. And then they put it right back in the crate. And I was like, I just saw firsthand yeah, yeah. why your business is needed. Yeah. And then, so I was like, hey, look, man, one of the benefits of the podcast is that I know a lot of people that do a lot of things. I think you should go to this guy. And... I Michael would if Michael was getting married today he'd put you in his wedding party. <laughs> he was just like, man, I mean, it's just it's still early. He's like, but already this dog. Yeah. He sent me a picture of the dog they were at the park and the dog was just sitting there and I'm like, how did you get that dog to just sit there? He goes, that's what happens now. Yeah. So That's what happens. I can tell I, and I know obviously it, it's a lot of work and, sure. and and you know it can take time and energy yeah. and money but Man, I'll tell you, man, seeing that yeah. was pretty impressive. Yeah, and it's it's wild because, like, you know, obviously we do primarily behavioral modification, right? So we work with a lot of dogs with aggression issues, a lot of dogs with anxiety issues. But, you know, we also work with a lot of dogs that are just, like, for uh, lack of a better word, just, like, psychotic, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. they're just so, like, OC, like, 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 like ADD all over the place, bouncing off the walls. You can't have them out of the crate for one second while guests are coming over because both every person in the house as well as all your furniture is now a trampoline. They're grabbing, you know what I mean? It's just, like, that in some cases is... 10 times more stressful for people than the really aggressive dogs. Because the really aggressive dogs, it's predictable. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, I just don't let my dog out when guests are over because, like, you know, they'll they'll try to bite them or or do this or that. Dogs like that, like, you can't escape the craziness. You know, like, you're home 24-7 with it, and the only option is throw the dog in a crate if, you know, you need, like, a little bit of a break from it. And some of them, even then, you throw them in the crate and they freak out 10 times worse when they're in there, you know? Yeah, and with her specifically, I see with other ones. Yeah. You put them in the crate and then they're sad and then you let them out. They're so excited to get out. You're just starting the whole thing over again. And then they knock shit over and you're like, put them back in the crate. Yeah. <laughs> Cause in I and understandably I get it. I'm like, I wouldn't know what to do, especially two yeah, yeah. kids running around and people over visiting. I'm like, I can't have this dog walking <laughs> yeah. around drop kicking everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's in that's, I understand. And, and I see why people have to implore services like yours because it's yeah i think a lot of people love dogs i will always have at least one dog if not two in my house yeah but uh you know you and and i think most people don't yeah. want to give up on dogs no i, I no, don't no, i don't think they all. do but they also can't live with that yeah yeah so and, and you know it's like one of those things where like getting back to um getting back to like training and different methods and stuff like that it's like they're it doesn't have to be so bad. And like, there are ways to like stop and curb that stuff very, very quickly. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't have to take three years of you trying to be consistent and like teaching your dog this stuff. Like you can get that stuff under control pretty rapidly. Um, and you know, once you do, it's like the life you're able to live with your dog and the relationship you're able to have with them is just, just so much better. Like so many people come to us. I had a client just the other day I was working with, did a board and train with us. I was on follow-up session number two, which, you know, after a board and train, we do a couple sessions with people to make sure they understand how to use the training. And this dog was, like, ruining their life. Like, they couldn't confine it when they left the house because he was, like, hurting himself in the crate. He was destroying everything in their home. He was acting aggressively towards their guests. Like, it was just a disaster, right? And um, they came back, and it's two sisters that live together and own this dog. And the one asked me, she's like, like, he's doing so well right now, but, like, how do I, you know, like, what should I do with this, like, 
resentment towards him that I'm starting to feel right now because now I'm seeing how amazing my life can be with this dog because I have control over him, right? And I didn't have any control over him. And he was for years, like she'd had this dog for six years, right? And for six years, this dog was controlling her entire life. She couldn't have a boyfriend and bring a boyfriend over the house because of the dog's behavior, right? She couldn't leave the home unless her other sister was home because he would hurt himself in the kennel. She left him in there. And she's realizing like, I lost all these years of my life because of my dog's bad behavior. You know what I mean? Like people don't realize how toxic the relationship can get with your dog due to how out of control some of them can be. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know? Oh yeah. We got our second dog we got right before the pandemic <clears throat> and it was touch and go for a while. The yeah. amount of times I stepped in shit barefoot, <laughs> it's too many. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's not only just, it's too many, it's too many in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And it's too many in a short amount of time in the same spot. Yeah. The top of the stairs on the landing, and I would mm. just walk out of the bathroom. I'd take two yeah. steps, and I'm like, I can't believe this just happened again. Yeah. But I, I, I get that. But yeah, man, there's, you know, you, I've seen those dogs. I've been around those dogs. I had one for a little while where it's, it's, it is weird. Like, yeah. You, you can't, you, you just, you're conscious of everything. Yeah. Someone mm-hmm. comes over, you're like, oh, God, don't, you can't come inside. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't come inside. Let me go put the dog out in the back or put him upstairs. Yeah. But if you come inside, he's going to bite you or he's going to kick you or he's going to jump on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's rough, man. Yeah. But again, I see why. Yeah. Why people need services like that, and I've seen it work. It's pretty yeah. cool, mm-hmm. and the videos you post are very, very cool. And that's, it's a, uh, and that's that's an interesting one too because it's kind of like a juggling act. You obviously don't want to. I, I don't think that it's possible for you to, you know, put a fifteen or sixty second clip on Instagram and someone's like, oh, why would I pay for this? I'll just do that. I, sure, that's not possible. Yeah, because one of the things that my buddy mentioned to me <clears throat> that after he got his dog back from you, he's just like, sure. it's not. That's not the end of it. Like it's continued Correct. education, for lack yes. of a better term, you know, that you have to keep kind of reinforcing in the dog, especially yeah. when you're younger. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's and and I do a lot of like mentoring with like younger trainers, right? I actually have a I have a, a phone consult that I'm doing this evening at 8 p.m. That's with a trainer that's literally in Shanghai, China. Right. Um, That is looking for like advice on how to help improve the services that they're offering over there and stuff like that. Right. And one of the common things that I get asked a lot of times from people is as far as social media and stuff is concerned. um, How do I put content out there without giving away the secrets? Right. Yeah. Which which is what you're kind of alluding to. Right. And and I always answer it like, honestly, I try to give out the secrets. You know what I mean? Like there's no, like I don't hold anything back. Like frankly, like if you wanted to, you probably could dig through all of our YouTube content, all of our shorts we post, stuff like that. And you could get all the information you're going to need on how to train your dog, right? The problem is, with anything, like I said, like, you know, dog training is kind of an art, right? You need to apply it to each individual situation and this and that. So, so the, if I can give away enough secrets where somebody in freaking, um, um, you know, Arizona is able to learn how to train their dog and get to a place where they're living a better life just by watching our videos, which happens. Like we get messages from people that live in different states and stuff that have been able to greatly help their lives with their dogs through our content. Then hell yeah, like I'm, I'm all for that, right? I wouldn't be able to help that person anyways because they're, you know, seven states away, right? Um, but, you know, 
If I'm not able to, maybe they'll get a couple pointers from those videos that will help them understand what we do, understand how we do it, maybe get a couple tips on how to manage things a little better and maybe give it a go on their own. And then when it ultimately doesn't work or they plateau off with how far they're going to get, I'm going to be the first person they call to then fix the job. You know what yeah. I mean? I've built that trust with them. So I encourage people to put everything out there, right? Um, because you're not going to... People want people want guidance. You know what I mean? It's like fitness, right? Like, you know, you could go online and Google how to come up with a meal plan, right? Or how to come up with like a workout program or something like that. But the accountability side of things of having somebody kind of walk you through those steps, some people just want that. And that's really what you're you're uh, what you're paying for. And in a lot of cases, like, you know, dog training, behavioral modification, stuff like that, it's an emotional process for people too. And we joke that like half of our job is like human therapists too. We're helping owners to like overcome yeah, yeah. the emotional hurdles. Like this girl, like how does she help with like feeling the resentment of like the life she uh, she could have had in the past with her dog, right? Or, or all those types of things. We help people navigate all that kind of stuff as well. So the secrets are really the last of our concerns with stuff. You know, we want to put things out there to help people. And that's the point of the content that you want to put out anyways, to provide some sort of value for somebody, you know? That's good dating advice too. Like if you're struggling dating wise, get a dog because then you can blame it on the dog. <laughs> You can say, why are you single? It's my dog, but I can't abandon the dog. I'm actually very desirable. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't know this woman, but six years, eh, there's something else in play there. Yeah. But (laughs) that's what I was like when I was younger. I should have got a dog. Yeah. Like, why are you single? It's my dog. He's ruining my life. Like, I love him. And yeah. people would be like, that's noble. I'd be like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the reason no one wants me. That's right. They want somebody that's very, can show very much commitment. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> um, you're, uh, I, I mentioned the, the the videos, and I was kind of joking around a little bit, but the um, you have to encounter this is, well, I know you do because I've seen it, mm-hmm. is the comment section in your videos, which honestly, it's my favorite show on the internet. It's so funny. Yeah. Because you'll post, and in your videos, I do encourage everyone to go to his Instagram and check out the the, the, the videos on the Miracle Canine because it's it's walking through, you know, you have a dog that does this. It's kind of like a, like a short, like a quick hit tip or something like this for like an yeah. aggressive dog sure. or for a dog that jumps on you or for a dog that doesn't listen and things like that. And, uh, there's always a lot of comments, and a lot of them are always really positive. Like, man, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that, or that's good, or I know a friend, or my dog's like that. And then there's a couple that are just like, actually, that doesn't work, and you shouldn't do that. Well, you <laughs> should do it. And I don't know why. I click on that profile every time. Every this time, person I do the had, same thing. <laughs> never has a dog background. <laughs> This per this is Todd from Advanced Auto Parts. Yeah, he doesn't know anything about yeah. dogs. Uh-huh. He doesn't have a dog in his house, but he loves to go to your page and he loves to give everyone conflicting information as yeah. to why this successful business and training dogs is actually not the way to go. Yeah, and you should listen to him. It's funny, you know. For a while, I thought like we've been making content probably since I think I started really understanding the importance of making content sometime like 2017, maybe is where we really started making quite a bit right and we've really over the last like three or four years what did we figure out the other day was your three-year anniversary with us yeah, yeah yeah so like three years ago when Paige came on is when we really like hit the gas pedal on like making content um but uh i used to think when i first started doing it that the hate that you get and like the bullshit you deal with in the comment section was like solely this industry and there's a lot of it in this industry don't get me wrong and it could be very intense in this industry because you're dealing with these living breathing animals people care so deeply about as opposed to like 
wow, your fucking Rheingeist truth sucks dick, right? Like you need to make He's a better to beer. My fridge, right or this away. or that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually love Rheingeist. But anyways. I do too. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it's different because like there's so much more of an emotional charge behind it, sure. right? Because we care so deeply about these animals, right? Um, but it is every industry. Like I now have friends that own all sorts of different businesses, oh, right? God. And it doesn't matter what the business is. When you start putting yourself out there, there's going to be people that want to shit on it. You know, and and who knows why, right? Whether it's a self-esteem issue, whether it's they want to feel a part of the conversation, um, whether they actually think that they know better in those situations. Um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that I feel like comes with the territory of creating a name for yourself. Man, it's I, I think it's human nature. I did this and yeah. I, I wasn't even trying to start shit. Sure. I saw this. I remember the video. It was a video of a, it was a two kids wrestling. One of the kid, uh, one of the uh, the 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 kids basically put this other kid in in a pretty, in a pretty painful and un a movie just could not get out of. He was caught, sure. he was pinned, and the kid was kind of screaming, and it sounded like he was hurt. Mm-hmm. The mother, and she never should have done this. The mother, who is right by the mat, reaches over and pulls the other kid off oh. her kid. <laughs> yeah, and people rightfully so lost yeah. their shit. Like you don't touch someone else's kid. Yeah. So the video's posted, whatever, and. Uh, I, com- I don't know why I did this. I commented like, it looked like that kid was hurt, but it doesn't matter. She never should have touched that other kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, I mean, Jumped you would have thought throat. that I, yeah, I, yeah. I had to go back and be like, did I say a slur and I yeah. didn't know it? I mean, people were just like, one person was like, well, thank God no one pays you to think. And yeah. first I was like, first of all, <laughs> like, someone what? does pay me to yeah. think. I have to think of my job every day and I get paid every two weeks. So fuck you. And then another one, and then it just spiraled. And then I literally went back and I'm like, I was like, I I can't, I want to respond. That's going to make it worse. Um, I'm just never going to go to that app again. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm just avoiding it. I just, so I haven't been on Facebook in a couple of weeks. Who knows how many (laughs) messages you got sent in there now? I don't know. (laughs) And people just, and, like I'm like I just went I yeah. reread my own comment multiple times. I'm like I really feel like yeah. I covered everything. There. Well, listen, you know I think it's one of those things too where like if you really look at like hu- like human nature, like you were saying, right? Like we're we're constantly judging everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as I'm scrolling through Instagram, you know the amount of thoughts that cross my head sometimes of oh I like this or oh I don't like this or I have this opinion oh, yeah. about this. Um, are, are extraordinary. You probably develop opinions of everything that you see all the time. You know, um, the difference is you learn to kind of censor yourself sometimes, right? And uh, understand where your opinion is needed and where it's not needed. <laughs> and it's a, it's a hard gamble, right? Because it's like you don't want to censor yourself too much, right? But I think the the, the big thing I tell everybody is if you want to have a strong opinion on something, like create a page on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like make your own stuff and create opinions on that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think it, it gets tough when you get into like, intentionally going on somebody else's page to to post negativity um i i just can't i can't really wrap my head around that like i might think you know negatively about certain things that i see but there's a person on the other side of it you know what i mean like i've seen the ramifications of like you know people that have really 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 large followings that'll take those followings and like intentionally or not like almost like weaponize them towards something they disagree with you know um you get into like the whole like cyberbullying is a problem just in schools and stuff like it's on a mass scale in the business world right people will send tens of thousands of people to go write negative feedback on your stuff or or reviews on your stuff you know and um 
you know, you could tune it out all day long, but at some point, like if you get all day long, your phone fucking buzzing with people telling you what you're doing is stupid or bad or this or that, uh, it's going to affect you at some point, you know? <laughs> Cleveland scene has a great one, man. <clears throat> Cleveland scene, and he comments so much. I remember his name. He's obviously trolling. Yeah. But if his name is Thor Clevelandson. Yeah. And he, I, he's on Cleveland scenes, Instagram page, a decent amount. Yeah. And he's clearly fucking with everybody. Sure. And every, someone always takes the, but I mean, aside from yours, Cleveland scenes also a really good one too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Cause I mean, just arguments start all the time. I'm also on the Lakewood community yeah. page. The Lakewood community page is bonkers. Yeah. Man, yeah. people are just, I mean, people are like, hey, did anyone know a good wing place? And I was like, yeah, your mom's house, you lose. It's, it gets really bad. It gets really, really, really bad. Yeah. You know, at this point, like, we've learned to, to, to tune it out. You know, like, I've, uh, there's only one person I've ever actually banned from our page before because they got so crazy with trolls. <laughs> She's laughing. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was good. There was this guy, John Trains Dogs, who was out in, I think, Rhode Island or something like that. And he would comment on every single video that we posted when he found us basically saying you guys are horrible what you do is horrendous like those dogs are scared of you and don't like that whatever all, all sorts of of nonsense right and whatever just let it go let it go let it go let it go it hit a point though where not only did he comment on every single post but anybody that commented anything positive on our page he would jump down their throats also and i'm not talking just a couple people it was anybody right and then we would have like good clients of ours that we would see getting in these like 20 post long like altercations with this guy and it's like all right like i'm all for everybody having their opinion and like listen like you want to comment negative stuff on our post it's good for the algorithm man it'll help us get more yeah. followers right like i i don't have any sort of problem with that but like we do need to to some extent keep like a safe place for our customers to come and like find some positivity which is like ultimately what we're looking for by putting content out there so no i <clears throat> I, I agree and i'm i'm not a censor person really yeah. at all but there is a Look, it, it, things like bullying and going too far, yeah. like like on social media, I can't define it, but it is kind of something you can you just know when you see it. Yeah, and if someone is just, it, I mean, for no in Rhode Island, they're nowhere near here. Yeah, you know, just intentionally going to your page and then starts for no reason attacking someone that's just like, yeah, thanks, great post. They're like, no, it wasn't a great post. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Yeah, like that's a that's a different animal that you kind of have to deal with. Yeah, and it's like, like you said, like I I really 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 don't like the whole like censorship online thing no, and stuff like that. I don't like people getting deplatformed and all that kind of stuff. Neither I've never been I. for any of that so like i have always been a big believer and just like hey you want to leave your peace leave your peace and i've kind of taken the uh <laughs> what is it the the i was thinking about this when you started talking before we started filming the the wendy's approach to comments right i don't know if you follow wendy's on twitter yeah. or or on their I, I don't even know what channel it is but they are so snarky and sassy towards oh, everybody and i think amazing. it's fucking hilarious right so at this point like you know if somebody is coming and commenting like random stuff or whatever, like I just take the like short and sweet, like almost like kill them with kindness, but like in this like slightly passive aggressive way that leaves them just like just frustrated. Well, it, <laughs> a big reason, yeah. I, but you know, I think I've even seen some of those comments. Yeah. It, but and, and I I think it's brilliant. But it also does show a it's a restraint. It's a professionalism. I think it also yeah. shows a bit of a sense of humor that you can be like, yeah, this isn't going to laugh it off. Things are going too well. You're not going to get to me. Yeah. But like I, I've seen kind of the flip side of that, mm -hmm. and I've seen, I've seen even successful businesses mm -hmm. like like that have, 
you know, 300 reviews on Google. Sure. 298 of them are good. Yeah. Two are bad. Mm-hmm. And I see the owner respond. And I mean respond. Yeah. Not in like, a, I get what hey, you're you saying. know what? I'm sorry. Come on and give us another shot. We we really would like to. Yeah, yeah. There's like, well, straight turns on the defense. You're too stupid yeah, to yeah, eat yeah. here anyway. Yeah. And I only know of it because like I've, I've had people that say you should have so and so on, and and I without even trying would find because I don't research a ton of sure. on, on gas, but I had I had one that was a suggestion, and I looked it up. And I was like, I can't have this person on. Yeah, this dude gets in fights on the internet. Yeah. Like I can't do that. Like <laughs> he is intentionally looking for fights on the internet. Yeah, uh-huh. like I just I'll get in a fight with him. I think because it, it looks like a guy that's just gonna. <laughs> Mouth off, like I can't, I can't have this dude on here, man. Yeah, the the internet world, it's it's funny. Like even as we're talking about this, I'm just like, God, like it's it's just a wild place, you know. And I don't know if anybody's really perfected it because, like, you know, we sit here and we have conversations with people in person, and it's like if we have disagreements, we could talk them out and stuff. And it's just the the internet wars that can be created, or they just get so out of hand. And like you could get like, listen, I could sit here and talk about how professional we try to be about it and how I just laugh them off all the time and stuff. But like there are sometimes people come on and you're just in you're having a bad day and it's just like you read 23 negative comments and one of oh, them yeah. just hits you just right, you know? Yeah. Uh, and in your first instinct, it's like, oh, let me go and fucking argue with this person. You, you know? ever see someone you know? <laughs> you ever see someone you know comment? More like negatively you someone that you knew somebody i know comment negatively you mean <laughs> yes. okay so the funny thing is as far as people that i know commenting negatively nobody that i'm like offended the fact that they're commenting negatively because i had like a great relationship with them or something like yeah. we don't really run into that but the the high school thing is funny because um i in high school was not a very popular kid um i was like the i, I was i was the the kind of weird quiet shy kid uh and it's funny because at this point, the amount of people that I went to high school with that have now like signed up for my dog training services yeah. or like old, I've had like now like two or three old like managers at like old jobs and stuff oh, like yeah. that and, and all that like signed up and everything um, where, um, you know, that's uh, that that's something we've seen before, which has been pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool. I would yeah. love that. If someone like, yeah, because I, I, I don't know, it's such a petty <clears throat> The internet's such a petty place too, because I and I do yeah. I see so many awesome things, mm-hmm. you know, some things that I just I love so much. The amount of music and shows and artists and comics that I found, yeah, but man, <laughs> the amount of absolute absurd blind hatred that I found too. People and local feed hatred. off the drama, man. Yeah, man, it's they nuts. Feed off it's, it. it's nuts that people can get really good, and yeah. I can't. I can get caught up in that. Yeah, yeah, and like I'm not joking when I say that. I know yeah, it's yeah, immature, yeah. but yeah. I read a lot of your comments, and I know I shouldn't, but I can't <laughs> stop. It's yeah. just because I, I think I'm, I think I'm just, I'm enamored with <clears throat> just the, just the sheer. Where is this coming from? Yeah, mentality. Like, w- was this that important to you? Yeah. Like, hey, man, he's training a dog to calm down. Yeah. And you're like, that's hatred. You shouldn't do that to a dog. Yeah. That dog is now racist. Like, it's just like you're (laughs) looking for things to get upset about. Yeah. Uh And I don't know. It's just, yeah, I I think a lot of it's human nature. I do think there's a lot of people that just like to troll and do shit like that. And then it's, but it's also, there are some people that they just can't not be in a conflict when they're online, online too, not in person. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know plenty of those people. I know people, you man, you talk to them, they're like the sweetest people. But, and then I'll see them online get in fights with people that they know. Yeah. 
And then I see them in person again, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, how was your weekend? Like, did you hear, remember that shit you just said the other day yeah. on Facebook? But mm-hmm. it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a world where we feel like we're shielded from consequences at times. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's important to like be able to regularly like step away from it. You know, like <clears throat> we, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough at this point where I have like, you know, essentially a team of people that are able to help with like content creation and putting things out there and all that kind of stuff. Um, where I, you know, I could get pretty sucked into like my phone sometimes and like replying to comments and things like that, uh, or engaging with people or replying to messages and all that. But like, I don't have to be, I don't have to be super, super in it all the time. Like there's times where I could just, you know, all right, well, I'm just not going to look at this for 24 hours. Right. And I'm just going to go walk some dogs, train some dogs and get in my zone. And then, focus on it tomorrow you know and you just do dogs right no cats nothing like <laughs> oh that. yeah yeah yes okay. i just, just want to make sure people too just dogs and yeah. people no people, cats yeah. can't be saved i don't yeah. care what anyone says we have a cat my it was my wife's cat and he <laughs> man this i don't know dude, why that's funny to me that you have a cat no yeah we we got a cat he's like he's like 14 now or something like that and this little dude was such an asshole when i first met him and and i i've tried some things with him and, and I, I, we haven't quite figured him out just yet <laughs> <laughs> well, you will uh, yeah. about a week before he dies. Yeah, you'll be like, I've cracked the code, and the and the cat's like, don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not if you're not emotionally scarred by what I'm doing every single yeah. day in your house, I don't want to be here. A hundred percent. Yeah, I could never. I, I don't know. I've never understood cats. They're, they're I don't know. You might as well have like an actual jungle cat. Yeah. I mean, what good are they? You can't do anything with them. I've never seen someone walk a cat. I'm sure it happens. Probably yeah. looks stupid, but I, I've never seen someone walk a cat. I, I just don't. I think they're dumb, dumb animals. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paige, if you have a cat. Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't know you were just like like slowly yeah. turning away from me, like you, like you wanted to comment, like you were like we were on Instagram, but yeah, you, right. you were holding back. So she's holding the comments in her head. So uh, something else has happened to you recently <clears throat> is that you ended up on the it was the the Cleveland Forbes thirty under thirty. Oh yeah, we oh yeah. <laughs> see this is, is that, the thing is last time I was on this podcast too I think this happened where I couldn't remember where exactly we started recording. Yeah, it's impossible. We started talking. I I, I'm very bad at that. <laughs> okay, no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I got the uh, Cleveland thirty under thirty Forbes. It's like a local thing they did. I think that what they did is they picked twelve cities um, around the United States to do this like local 30 under 30 thing. So 30 people in each city that are under 30 that are doing cool things in the in the That's world awesome. of business. There was a, that was a cool list of people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when things like that come up because a lot of times <clears> there's <throat> there were people on the list that I know, but half of them I didn't know. Sure. You know, I, I like seeing things like that of people that are doing like like startups and nonprofits. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool people in the city that I still don't know about yet. Yeah. And when things like that come out, I think it's really, really cool. And yeah. I, I'm that's that's awesome, man. Way to way to go. Appreciate that. I don't know if you're into stuff like that. I don't know how you couldn't be. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely cool, you know. Um I didn't even know they were doing it. My wife found out about it, I think, and I think it was like a nomination thing, like you could put okay. put somebody's name in. So I think she nominated me for it and then she had like a lot of the employees at the staff nominate me for it. Um, and then I got reached out to whatever, a couple months ago, some guy from Forbes. He's like, Hey, I got this nine million like question long questionnaire I gotta send you, you know, for the for the process. And then um, you know, that was to get me in the the list for them to decide between and then, 
he called me like the week before and was just like, hey, good news and bad news. He's like, good news is you made it to the finals, right? He's like, bad news is you're not going to find out if you made it until the list comes out. And oh, I was like, really? oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. So uh, he told me when it was coming out and I woke up that morning. I saw the uh, the article come out and uh, yeah, I mean, it was it's it's really awesome. You know, it's it's uh, I think no matter how much we all try to act like we don't have like an ego for things, right? Oh, like obviously something like that kind of feeds the ego a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, yeah. Who wouldn't be excited about that? That's, yeah. It, it, anybody, it, obviously it can help your business sure. for sure, but also it's just cool to be recognized for something that you're doing that you built yourself, exactly. that you yeah. kind of, you know, built over, I mean, really over the course of eight a little over eight years now, yep. mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, four plus years yeah. for, for Miracle. I mean, that's that's a cool thing that, that and you're starting to get, not necessarily the recognition, but I think people are starting to see that the business is successful. I mean, the, you think yes. about how many businesses start yes. and don't make it or don't make money. I mean, that's a, it's yeah. a difficult thing to they do. They talk, it's what like, is it, the one year, two year, three year, yeah. like, you know, 10% of businesses fail at one year, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, you know, through it's the first just, couple of years. It's a, and some, then you, some can't turn a profit for three. Yeah, I mean, I don't know all the stats, but it's wild. It, it's yes. very difficult. Yeah, and and it, it is sometimes a little wild when I like look back on like now again eight and a half years of working for myself. Granted, again, four of those I had a partner in it, but still, like we, it was our company. You know what I mean? Um, that's uh, it's it's is it is pretty cool. You know, it's like you know, because like in business, like you're gonna go through big ups and you're gonna go through big downs. You know what I mean? Like high highs and low lows with things. And over the course of eight and a half years, we've been through plenty of big ups and big downs with things where you kind of you know either feel like you're on top of the world or really like second guessing what you're doing with stuff. Um, and when you could like detach and take a step back sometimes and like look at it and be like, well. I might not be doing everything right. And, you know, there might be a lot of shit that I've fucked up before or, or think I could have done better or I'm hard on myself on or, or any of that kind of stuff. But like eight and a half years of of successfully running a business with people that are, you know, dependent on this company for their livelihood um, is is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it yeah. is very cool. I, I, I really that's a. <clears throat> That is something you should definitely, definitely be proud of. And and I, I, I know and then don't know what you mean in terms of like the, uh, you know, kind of the ups and downs because sure. you're, you're kind of at the, you, you know, you're at the helm. So yeah. you're, there's a misconception where I've had a lot of business owners, whether it's, you know, nonprofits, restaurant owners. I mean, I think restaurants and bars are probably the most exceptional ones where people assume if you have one of those you're yep. rich no which you are not the those profit are actually, margins are so small oh they're terrible yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're which i digits. used to think the same way actually until gosh probably like five years ago or something like that when yeah. i started like meeting people that were oh, actually yeah, yeah, deep yeah. in that world they're like um, nope, nope yeah yeah, yeah. nope uh-huh. i am nowhere near rich yeah and past that a lot of them have these like massive investors behind them that they're needing to cut a lot of their profits with and stuff well so. and that's what because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have all the things because <clears> when you're running a business when yeah. something goes wrong either directly or indirectly you you're involved. Yeah, 100%. You know, if you're an employee at a business and something goes wrong, there's a good chance it's not even going to touch you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone else is going to have to deal with that. Yes. But when you're in charge, when you have employees, when you have insurance, yep. when you have, you know, leases, uh, you know, sure. all these other things, license, mm-hmm. whatever you have to get, I mean, that that's all going to touch you in some way. Yeah. So every day can kind of seem like, fuck, I really just wanted to have a nice day today. Yeah. And you're like, nope, it's 9.15. We're going to ruin it. Yep. But that's just kind of what it is. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I think that that makes the the recognition in the eight-plus years of successfully <clears throat> running the business, I think, can make that a little bit better. Yeah, and, and you know, you just kind of realize it's a part of the game. You know, you can't let the, the lows get too hard on you, and you can't let the highs get you, like, too in the clouds, you know? 
Um, I think that's a, a really, really important thing for anybody that's in business to realize is like it will get better and it will also get worse and it'll constantly do that. Sometimes, and it's going to be OK. <laughs> you know, in the like, same week. it's going it's, <laughs> it's just it's just going to be OK as long as you always go into situations with like a, a good mindset of like, hey, we're going to we're going to figure it out. Right. Yeah. We just got to we just got to problem solve this sometimes. Yeah. No, I get it. You know, yeah. that, that is, that, that's just, it's just, that's the monster that running any kind of business or starting anything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool when you start things, Yeah. you know, and then you hit that, you're like, uh, uh, fuck. It's yeah. not fun. It's, it was really fun when I was coming up with a logo. Yeah. <laughs> when I was coming the honeymoon up with the name of things. when I was telling people, but now it's, now I'm in the, now we're doing it. Now I'm in the, the, the nine to five trying to keep this thing afloat, man. That's a, that's yeah. a daily monster you got to deal with, man. Yeah. Big time. And not many people are going to understand that unless they've actually tried. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough. That's for sure. Well, good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, appreciate it. Really, that. I genuinely believe I genuinely believe I, I I mean that. That's it's cool seeing people do that. And I've run into so many people that are doing that and yeah. opening business and starting businesses, starting restaurants and kind mm-hmm. of putting themselves out there. It's 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 nerve-wracking, but you know, it's 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 rewarding, you know, if you can get it to work. Yeah. On the few days that you can. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just always you just you just got to just you have to always just have the best intentions with things. I think that's another really important part with stuff is, you know, if you're constantly self-aware enough to know where you did screw up sometimes, right, um, you'll make sure that your lows don't get too low, right? And if when you hit those really high points, you could recognize the hard work that other people put into it sometimes, you know, it'll help to make sure that, you know, those stay even as well. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. It's is you know, we don't have all the answers to it, you know? Like, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of new hurdles I face that I would have never thought even from right now, you know, that I would experience, right? And, you know, as long as you face them with the best intentions and you always try to do the right thing with stuff, um, I think that, I think you'll be just fine with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, talk to me about your podcast. <clears throat> so I do, um, God, we have two podcasts now, actually. So uh, I personally do a podcast called the Dave of the Dog Trainer Podcast. We do it every week. We've been doing it every week for just over two years now. We're on episode like 132 right now. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, and it's, we had no idea what it was going to be when we first started it. I just knew like it was kind of around the time when, you know, Gary V and all those guys were like, you got to start a podcast. You got to start a podcast, you know. Um, and we decided to to give it a go. We, we started filming every week and the conversations have gone all over the place. Like it started as dog training. Um, you know, I, I drew a lot of inspiration. I listened to like, you know, Jocko Willink's podcast where he used to do a lot of the freaking book readings and stuff on the podcast. So we did a lot of like in, in the early podcast episodes, like reading books and like talking about them and stuff. Uh, we, it was a big, big hurdle when we got, finally, we got a, a TV that we were able to like stream shit from and, and do the whole like Joe Rogan thing, obviously. Then we started making some kind of like reaction style videos and then yeah it, it you know we talk about business sometimes uh the guy that i do the podcast with josh who's got a fantastic um product media company um he he does the podcast with me uh every week um and we uh you know we, we both used to be in bands so we'll talk about music sometimes on it but generally speaking it's very dog centric um and we've gained a pretty good following for it so far i think right now collectively across all our platforms we're at about Somewhere around like seventy or eighty thousand streams, <clears throat> which is pretty good. Um, and um, I think we're really trying to move that 
into more of like a big picture, like what's going on in the dog world kind of thing. Not so much just like miracle canine training and what's happening here in Cleveland, Ohio, but like bigger picture. Um, you know, we were talking about like some of the legislation going on in the dog world and, yep. and licensing and regulation and stuff like that that's starting to move its way uh, closer towards the United States, obviously. Um, I think we are in a unique position with our following that we have and what we're doing to have a good voice to help kind of guide people through everything that's happening, you know? Um, and then simultaneously, we recently started uh, a podcast called The Miracle Canine Show, which I'm actually not even a part of. Uh, Paige films it every week with the staff, our trainers that we have there, and they have their own podcast where they just talk about fun dog topics, right? Um, they talk about client stories they've had recently. That one's more of the like home base kind of like stuff going on in Miracle, uh, you know, on the ground, boots on the ground kind of style podcast um, that they've been doing. And how many episodes are we in on that now? Like almost 30, right? Yeah, so that one's every week as well now that we've been doing. So uh, the media thing, it's just so big. Like, if you want to reach, like, a bigger audience, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just got to get involved in that kind of stuff, you know? Paige, and, and quick topic for that. Um, what happens <coughs> when you come across a dog that is the same name as your child and how you should handle that? I mean, if you have a new child and then someone gets a dog and they name that dog the same as your child, how do you handle that? I'm so confused by the question. So I have a son. Okay. What if I come across someone who just got a new kitten, new dog, knowing my son's name and then name that dog the same as my son? Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. That's right. Well, Doesn't matter. I don't know either. <laughs> Paige, you're going to figure that out. <laughs> Paige is on that one. F figure that out. That's a big problem with me. It hasn't happened yet, but I feel like it's going <laughs> to. No, yeah. not yet. I think it's gonna. I think someone's gonna. I know other people have named their kids the same as my kid, and that's pissing me off. Yeah. Even though I, it's like I have like rights to it. Yeah, it's like that's like my it. name now. You're not allowed to name that. I guess I kind of feel that way about Vinny, my one dog. I rarely have ever met another Vinny before, but didn't we have one Vinny in like in the last like handful of months? And I think it was, I can't remember if it was spelled the same way or not, but I think that kind of pissed me off a little bit. I know three Vinnies. <laughs> Vinny dogs? No, Vinny people. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't care about people. But like when me neither. When just because I felt like that dog name was so unique to him, it, it irritates me when I hear another Vinny dog. I so. don't think I know any Vinny dogs. Yeah, I, uh, I. But that's. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Back to my problem. If if I named my dog, you know, you know, Brad. Yeah, I, that's a problem. I should, I should anticipate. But you know, <laughs> like my my dog's name is Roscoe. I'm not gonna yeah. run into many you know human Roscos. No, Roscoe's a a, a pretty dog a unique name. One. I feel like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're like, this is my dog <laughs> David, and that's my other dog Natalie. Like I'm gonna run into that problem. Yeah. Uh, so I, I stick to dog names, except yeah. my other dog's name is Rudy. That could come up. Rudy definitely could come up. Rudy yeah, definitely yeah. can come up. Three Vinny dogs? Yeah. No, no, you. I know three Vinny. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, why do you know that many Vinny dogs? That's I don't know. Weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just. I, I'm still not great at podcasting, <laughs> and I'm at two fifteen. So it's a shit ton of episodes. Yeah, uh, it's weekly now, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's and even did the live podcast, man. I've been thinking about something like that lately. I don't know how I would structure it personally myself, but it's fun, but it's tough. Yeah. Um, I, so I've done two this year. <clears throat> They're a blast. Oh, you've um, done two of them. I did one oh, in March, wow. and then I did one two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one in March was at Jukebox. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it was supposed to be at Funkin' Chip. 
Yeah. Uh, and then that <laughs> that closed after I yeah, sold yeah. like 50 tickets. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. But fortunately, Alex over at Jukebox, such an awesome guy. He's like, yeah, yeah. Come have it here, and he's awesome. And then yeah, I just did one at Southern Tier about two weeks ago. That's cool. So it's fun. It is fun, but it's 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 a it's kind of a because I'm not just podcasting. Like yeah. I have, like comic opens. I'll podcast with some guests. Then yeah. I have a musical closer. Yeah, yeah. Where that's like a whole event. The, yeah, kind of like yeah, a variety yeah. show where it was a lot of different stuff. That's a good so, idea to handle it. That I wouldn't have thought to like make it more of like a whole thing that you're going to. It is well, yeah, because then you got well, because the, there's a couple way to look. Because I mean, they're only successful if you sell tickets, yeah, sure, or people show up. So yeah, yeah. the way that I do it is, then I have the venue, then I have a comic, then I have a co-host, yeah. then I have a guest, then I have a guest, then I have a musical guest. So I have seven people, yeah, you know, selling and, and pushing the show. So they all sell out. So it's 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 not that it's easy. It's still work, but yeah, having a bunch of different avenues where people can. Sell tickets and, 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 and kind of promote. I mean, now I sure. basically had seven Instagrams with totaling, I don't know, fifty to 70,000 followers yeah, yeah. all promoting the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's helpful <coughs> to do that. So I kind of have to look at, at it that way. And then yeah, same way as everything else. But, yeah, then I have something for everyone. You want to see some comedy? Come in the yeah, beginning. Yeah. You want to see these guests? Come in the middle. You want to see some music? Come at the end. You want to see the whole thing? Hang on. And I still structure it where it's less than 90 minutes, too. Yeah, yeah. Because longer than that, you're going to lose people. Yeah. Hell, an sure. hour, you start losing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's cool. it's fun to do. Um, But it's it's... It's not hard. I, I don't know. Podcasting in general, I don't think is really hard. No. Um, but it's funny because <laughs> pod, like we were talking about, like I mean, podcasting is the biggest thing that people love to start and quit after four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> More than anything. So you get into one. I, I never really thought you'd quit, but yeah. getting to one thirty. Yeah, yeah. You know that's an accomplishment because some people are like get to ten, they're like I don't understand why I'm not viral. You just got to schedule it. Yeah, I man. think that's the biggest thing. Like if you're trying to start a podcast, so many people I know that have tried to start them before, they're just like I'll make them when I have something to talk about, kind of thing. Nah, you know, or like we'll figure it out week by week. It's like no. Like you need to have a day that you do it on. And like, there are so many times like my guy that I do it with will come by my house cause we film it at my house and we'll sit there for like an hour and a half, just like bullshitting, figuring out what the fuck we're going to talk about, you know? And then finally it's like an ideal, just like, bing, there it is. Right. And then we go and film it, you know? Uh, or there's times where we'll be sitting at like the, the studio desk. Right. And I'll be like ready to hit record. And I'll just be like, all right, here's here's three scribbled down ideas that I can kind of just rant on. And then generally, like once you get me going on something, like I could just kind of flow at that point. Um, but it's uh sometimes you're you're forcing them out. And there's some episodes like I've listened back to, I'm like, yeah, that one could have been a little better, or that yeah. one was a little jumbled, or things like that. But um, th- some of our best episodes we've had have been some of the spur of the moment. Like we figure it out the second we hit record what we're going to talk about, and uh, oh, same. just turns into an awesome episode. Yeah, that, well, and that's I don't have that. I don't have that kind of like a, and if you want to call it an obstacle, because yeah. the guests kind of bring something. Because yeah, a lot big. of a that's lot of the big. times I don't know. I mean, I know them for sure. Yes. Like when I first met you, I knew you, but yeah. I didn't know you, yes. so we could get to know each other and joke around, and sure. that's. That's kind of how this is structured. So we, it's yeah. it's kind of hard for us to run out of things to talk about. Yeah. And then you, you know, the second time around, we do know each other, mm-hmm. so we can still talk about some other stuff. We can talk about like here. We can talk about your business. We can talk about yeah. the Forbes. We can talk about funny comments. We can talk about dog names. We can talk about all this shit. Yeah. Podcasting live. We can talk about all these things because we're 
still know each other and are still getting to know each other. So it, it's, it would be tough for me to run out of things. I think to talk about even where yeah. I've had people on that have been like my buddy, Ken Schneck, he, he runs the Buckeye flame. He's a, a, a teacher. He's an author. He's a really cool guy. I've only known him like two years, but mm-hmm. he's been on 15 times. Yeah. I just call him like, you want to come do one today? Cause yeah. I just get along with him so well. Sure. Sure. So I, I don't, fortunately, don't have that where yeah. that's something where I have to come up with a topic because the guest kind of is the topic itself. Yeah, you're super not trapped into like a particular topic either, which is cool. Yes. Like I, I try to stay like loose with mine about like we could branch off into different topics. And we've had some episodes that are literally just like us reviewing movies we've watched recently sprinkled with a little dog stuff, you know, but um you know, there is definitely an expectation people still have going into ours of like, it's going to have an overarching topic of talk to it. Oh, you know, there's so much you can do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can review dog movies, bad yeah, yeah. ones, good ones, cartoons, yeah. Marley and me. I mean, you can <laughs> be like, hey, was Lassie the goat? Who was the yeah, goat? The if it's not Lassie. Like you can do episodes just about like stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, th- th- that's you can watch, you know. Yeah. Like uh, Turner and Hooch, which I think is the best dog yeah. movie of all time. <laughs> like that's a great, and you could be like, so here's why Hooch was a bad dog. We yeah, know yeah. he, we know he's the protagonist, <laughs> and we're all sad when he dies. But let's not lose sight of the fact yeah. Hooch was a bit of an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and was exactly what you talked about that was tearing up your house. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hooch would be returned to, to every shelter within a fifty mile radius. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homeward bound. Let's talk about how terrible these parents are and why these dogs got out in the first. Place, exactly. you know how you as a dog owner cannot make the same mistakes that they made over the course of this <laughs> exactly you could do an entire episode that's of just funny. like the yeah. lady and the tramp and why you know what the voices i don't agree with those voices yeah because now i every time i see a terrier i don't hear that voice i hear something different i hear yeah, a little yeah. bit rougher and scratchier that's why that movie's bullshit that's funny. <laughs> you can do a lot i think yeah. like easy kind of fun stuff yeah but, but sure. i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah i do know other people that are podcasters and they're great, and I yeah. love their stuff, but they started off and kind of just put themselves where there's only one way they can go. <clears throat> yeah. And they can't even really branch off. Yes. You know, and some of them in the last couple months, you know, I've been like, I'm yeah. kind of, I'm fading on this. I'm like, then stop doing it. This is not, yeah. you're not you're not paying your bills this way. It's supposed to be yeah, fun yeah. for you, you know? Like, I make a little extra scratch, but for yeah. me, it's just fun to do this and meet new people and you know, find out all these new cool things. Yeah. But if it's if it's turning into a chore, oh yeah, yeah no, you don't want that. And, for sure. and the, yeah, yeah, no yeah. sense in doing that. Yeah. The other interesting thing I feel like that's kind of going on in the podcasting world is people are move. Like obviously, the long form stuff is really cool, and I've always kind of enjoyed doing that. Like Same. when we first started, I always wanted to be like that show that was like two hour long episodes, two and a half hour long episodes, stuff like that. I think we've kind of hit a point now where the majority of ours are between like an hour and an hour and a half at this point. I think that's kind of our sweet spot. But if you look at some of these like really fast growing podcasts that are out there right now, especially like educational podcasts, not just like conversational hanging out ones, they're trying to condense those down as short as possible. You know, 15, 20 minutes to the point, like our bullshit, like you know, 10 minute introduction and bullshitting that we do at the beginning of our podcast. Like they say, fuck all that stuff. Let's get right to what people are looking to hear. You know, that's always been something interesting that I've kind of considered trying out uh, with certain episodes as well. You know, I think because I have too about kind of doing, we were talking a little bit about it before we started, like kind of like doing like little quick quick hit, like kind of reaction ones. So you're kind of doing a little bit of piece for everyone. Yeah. Do you want to have the long conversation, which I've always leaned toward. I love those. Yep. 
Um, a 10 minute interview, you can't learn shit. You just mm-hmm. can't. Yeah. Because it's not even 10 minute interview. Yeah, interview, interview, I think, would be really hard to do in the short ones. And if anything, like, I'll watch sometimes. Like, I think, uh, you know, who, who does it now? I think it's like, uh, like Pierce Morgan's podcast or something that he's got right now is like, he'll have these guests on and he'll do these like short 10 minute segments where it's like the conversation just kind of ends right away after it, you know? And yeah, I'm always like, you didn't get to get, like, I want to be able to get in the weeds about some of these topics. You know what I mean? And it just takes longer. It takes so much longer. When, um, like I don't listen to a lot of Joe Rogan's podcast, but, um, like if you ever listen to like the Tulsi Gabbard or the Bernie Sanders one, may, yep. might be the best example. Because yep. if you see Bernie Sanders on fucking CNN or Fox or anything yep. like that, they're three minute, three clips minute clip. To, you can't really. Yep. And then I saw him on Joe Rogan's podcast, and I was like, oh, yep. you don't actually talk that way. Mm-hmm. Like that stupid cadence that politicians do when you put them in front of like Bernie Sanders does not sound that way. Yeah, he sounds like Bernie Sanders, but he's not like. The thing about this is that, like, he doesn't talk. Yeah, it yeah. was interesting just to hear him have a conversation for ninety minutes. Yeah. Same thing with Tulsi Gabbard. Same yeah. thing with, you know, anyone. Andy, Andy, uh, uh, oh fuck, I forgot his name. Whatever. I'm not sure, but yeah, that's I think okay. <laughs> I think that's why people have liked seeing like a lot of the politicians on his podcast in yes. particular is because like that's the only place they've ever heard them be able to talk like that for you know. Well, then cause there's also <clears throat> no there's no commercial break that can yes. get you out of some of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So when all that that ivermectin shit happened and he had on, I am losing his name right now, but basically one of the doctors that goes on CNN, he had him on his podcast and he would not let him go. He's just like, no, 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 no. You guys lied on CNN. Oh, that was the guy that was like the, the head director for CNN or something. Yeah, I did see that episode. And I was like, why did you guys lie? And this guy was just like, Oh my God, we're not going to go to commercial. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk about this. And finally he's like, yeah, you know what? Shouldn't happened. Uh And then a week later, he went on CNN, and he's like, yeah, (laughs) he did it. (laughs) But it's interesting to see that, because when you finally see somebody that, not that you can corner them, but it's just like, hey, man, I'm... yeah, this conversation can actually have a finality. You yeah, know, you, sure. This isn't something where like agree to disagree, running out of time. Our next guest is this. Yeah, and th- those are frustrating to hear. Yeah. Um. So I do like those a lot more, and I do yeah. like the ones where you can really assess things out, not yeah. in a gotcha way, but in a I really want to hear. <clears throat> I need 15, 20 minutes on some of these topics, not yeah forty five seconds of you while someone else yells at you. Yeah, and and I kind of want to spin this back real quick here, like just to to you know obviously. So I'm I'm a dog trainer, right? Like I came on here because you know me as a dog trainer, right? And so far, like most of our conversations we've had so far have been circling around the brand, right? The bigger picture brand of like the podcast we're putting out there. How much attention to detail goes into us thinking about how we want to structure this content we're putting out, how we want to engage with our fan base or our haters or whatever it is on social media platforms. Forms because regardless of if you want to ignore it or not, a part of your brand is talking to people, engaging, having a voice on the internet, stuff like that. And then, you know, obviously the reason why you re-invited me back on in the first place, which was it was sparked by obviously the the 30 under 30 thing. Like I genuinely feel like if you're in the space of business, right? Or in my case, like dog training, obviously, um, that's that's what's gonna get you to the places you want to go. 
You know what I mean? It's having these voices, having so many different opportunities where people can watch you and develop a relationship with you without you needing to talk face to face with every single person out there. Like at this point, when people call us about our services, I'm not selling them anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm making sales calls, right? But like I've built up so much trust with the people that are reaching out to us through the attention to detail we put into the media side of things that we're able to grow and scale our business so much more effectively and with so much less effort than all these other places you know like i look at like a lot of our competitors we have in the area and um you know some of our top competitors we have like one of them in particular posts like once every two weeks on instagram and i'm just like sometimes i'll look at it and i'm just like what are you doing like no can't do that it's 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 just crazy like you know it's like and i'm, I'm sure they're still doing fine like they have clients they're yeah, staying yeah, in yeah. business you know what i mean but it's like I just I just couldn't imagine like how much they're leaving on the table by not putting their emphasis into that. And that's why like, you know, back in 2017 when like there were people in the dog field that were starting to get into like the media side of things, right? On like a bigger scale than just like posting YouTube videos, I saw how impactful it was for their companies, you know? And I was like, I want to be like that. And it's it's a shit ton of work. Don't get me wrong. Like I used to do all of it myself. I made all our posts. I posted three times a day myself. I, I filmed the freaking post, made the captions, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, now we have the luxury of, again, people that, that are able to do that. We've been able to scale that side of things, but it is such an essential part of your business that if you're not investing a lot of your money into your media side of things and you have goals and ambitions to grow your company, like you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. You gotta, gotta put your attention there. You know, spend money to make money is not a, a term that came out of nowhere. It yeah. actually is something you need to do. Yeah. You know, you have to put attention to it. I mean, like Bring it back to, to podcasts because we, we sure. we've talked about yeah, people yeah. that that start podcasts. I, I know people that put one out and then like and then I go, I scroll back and like this is the first one they put out in two months. I'm like I already don't even care. Yeah. I don't even care what that topic is because it, you kind of have to find like a cadence because you can over yes you can over you can put too much content or sure. not enough out. Yeah, I think weekly's good. I think biweekly is good. Yeah, because then you can kind of give each episode a little bit. I know other guys putting stuff out every day. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm never gonna get to any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Now you're doing too much. So yeah. it's, but like, yeah, I mean, if you do that again, let's be real too. Like it's a local podcast. Yeah, there are thousands and thousands of podcasts that start every single day. If you're yes. not putting out consistent content. Yeah you're just going to get lost. And yeah. there's just too many other options. If someone's like, oh, nothing, okay, gone. Yeah. You mentioned someone not posting something for like a couple of weeks, like another business. Yeah. There are people like me, dumb people, but we'll go <laughs> to your page. And I'm like, oh, they haven't posted something since yeah. March. They must not be doing shit. Yeah, yeah. And I go to the very next one. Yeah. That's what a lot of us do now. And yeah. that's why it's important to be consistent. You don't got to post five videos a day. Yeah. But man, every other day, I think, yeah. especially a business that's growing, thriving, or trying to keep going, I think you got to keep stuff out there. Even yeah. if it's just like little stuff, like, you know, hey, our our, our new employee, so-and-so, thank them for yeah. this. Or, hey, we're saying goodbye to so-and-so, our new graduated <coughs> class of, you know, yeah. these, whatever it might be. Yeah. Like, that's so important. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. You, you don't have to overthink content, you know? Like, really, it's just about having a presence, not about putting something out there that's going to, like, go viral immediately, you know? Nah, 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 nah. So, and then the hack of, again, you know, like, having somebody that's able to just film you and then pull 
bite-sized content from it. Like once you've hit that point where you're able to afford, you know, bringing an employee on for something like that, like that is the best way to make content. Cause like, as all these guys say that are in the content space online, like you are the content, right? The conversations you're having with people is the content, right? Agreed. You yes. don't have to worry about creating something out of thin air. No, 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 no. So. And it's kind of, and I assume at this point, Paige kind of works for me now too. What's that? Paige, she works for me now too, a little bit. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Paige works for you now as well. Awesome. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. actually when yep. you enter the in, <laughs> when you enter the home. It, we actually signed a, all the contracts it's a verbal, before you it got here. It was on here. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You weren't involved, but <laughs> you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Anyway, welcome aboard. The, <laughs> but it's a yeah. It, it's 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 a um yeah. That that's just it's just so easy, yeah. and at the same time, it's so hard. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's a really weird concept. But you mentioned, you know, kind of like the the business. Actually, the reason that I asked you back. It was after you helped my buddy, and I was like, "You should just come back because it's yeah. a good of a story." Yeah, yeah. And then the 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 Forbes thing happened. That was sure, just really sure. really cool. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you talked about like the, some of the things we talked about with 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 your business. You're right. Your business is very interesting. The dog training is very interesting. But yeah. one of the things that I like unpacking with people like you is your business mentality more? Sure. Like, how are you approaching this? Like, if yeah. somebody is growing or, or doing these types of things or or just puts out a business that's just awesome, some some business, honestly, they just kind of grow themselves because they're just they're, they're in high sure. demand and people love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other times you kind of have to, you know, you got to set yourself <clears throat> apart. Yeah. You have to, you'll have a proven product, a proven consistent yeah. product. And then how do you get that message out there? And I think that's that's yeah. kind of why I asked about, like, you know, obviously the content. Yes. The comments were joking. I know we were kind of sure. joking around yeah, about yeah. that, but that it's is a part an of it, aspect though. of it, though. You have to, again, like, because, like, like in a part of scaling and growing your business, like you're going to experience that. You got to know what to do to, when you that's do. That's a part you know? of it. You have to deal yeah. with that. Because whether that's com- – well, it is competitors. That guy was what? what sure. Duncan, the dog trainer, whatever the hell yeah. that guy's name was. I don't know. John, John trains dogs. John yeah, trains. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh-huh. look I'm looking him up as soon as you leave. <laughs> but I mean that's – but that is a part of your business yeah. is, is detractors and then trying to, <clears throat> you know – positively and professionally yeah. you know debunk that or like your opinion cool yeah because you know if you go in there like if you go in there weapons hot with a comment yeah. people are gonna be like Ugh, yeah i don't know if i want to deal with this guy sure it's a juggling act every yes. day those little things actually do matter to people yeah it's just i don't know the, the, the whole thing is just fun funny and interesting and it's amazing and i just really like talking about it and unpacking it yeah, yeah. especially in, in the, the the changing times that we're always in from a financial and a social media because those things are never going to not be hand in hand anymore yeah. if you want to have a successful business yeah i'm 100 percent with you on all that yeah. it's uh it's the the game of business you know the game of figuring out what it is that you're looking to get out of some of this stuff and and what the paths you need to take to get there are yeah you know? Yeah. Where, when you uh, when you think about your business, <clears throat> this business, I mean, sure. is this? It's kind of something I do ask a lot of people, and and usually people have a varied answer because I think, and I think you're probably going to be similar. If I ask you the same question every day next week, you'll give me a different answer. Sure. Do you think five years down the road, or you're like, I just got to get to the end of the year, or do you just have to get to the end of September, or like when you, do you think, think about, as far as like how far out I think with stuff. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, or, or like where, as far as where you want to take it. Like oh, I'm sure everyone in business kind of has a, a, a goal. Yeah, but sure. are you a short term goal to get to the long term goal, or are you long term goal and always working toward it? That is a that is an interesting question, right? Okay, so my first company I started when I had a, a partner with it, right? Um, we I told you we had three locations, right? We right. had our, our Cleveland, our South Euclid, and our Columbus, right? And to a lot of people, like when I tell people that, they're like, oh my God, you had three locations. That's crazy. That's so cool. This, that. It was horrible. It was stupid, right? Like we, like our, our, the way each 
like location operated was completely different. We were totally bottlenecked, you know, to the point where like nothing operated unless we were there to run it and stuff. Like we had no clue, you know, we, we were inexperienced business owners trying to like, oh, this is cool. Let's start this and do this and do that. Right. So when I started my next company, Miracle, one of the big things I told myself when I first started it or decided that I was going to be leaving was I wanted to get everything operating to the absolute most perfect, smooth level that I could get it before I ever thought about scaling or moving anywhere else, yeah. right? So over the last four years, it hasn't so much been that I've had these like long-term, like five-year visions of, well, I want to have this other location and I want to do this and I want to do that. I mean, they're in the back of my mind as far as options. Like yeah. there's plenty of options of where we can keep going, but I've just wanted to just squeeze... I wanted to just squeeze like every last drop I could out of this location. You know what I mean? I want to, I'm constantly playing this game of like, not even looking at it from a financial standpoint of like, what's going to give me a, a 5% more return on yes. my investment here, a, a 10% better profit in this department or anything like that. It has nothing to do with any of that. It just has to do with me constantly being critical of like, what's operating poorly right now, right? Or what's not operating as well as it could and how do we fix that and let's go in and let's put all our attention into fixing that thing right now then we'll focus on the next thing and then we fix that thing and then we focus on the next thing and then we fix that thing and just by doing that without a real long-term plan of like we want to add these different services and this and that we've been able to steadily grow the company by pretty large margins every single year you know <clears throat> um so so right now that's still you know there are still areas within the company right now that we have like kind of laser focused on of like we need to come up with you know new or better solutions for these things to make that operate better which i'm sure in turn will result in growth from the company you know what i mean and until i hit a point where it's like there's nothing i could do better right now right um i don't uh, my eyes aren't really set elsewhere right now. You know, I have like personal goals of like, all right, well, like, you know, with my money that I'm making, like, let me also, let me, let me find new avenues where I could start investing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, real estate would be cool or, you know, we already are heavily invested in the stock market and stuff like that, obviously. But it's like, let's find, let's find places where I can continue to like grow myself personally. But from a company standpoint, like that is my biggest investment right now, you know, because that's really what your company is, right? People ask like, I, I did, I think one time I had, like a pretty high profile client in the in the area, right? And I asked him, I was like, hey, like, can we get lunch, right? I just want to like pick your brain. This was probably whatever, 2016, 2017, something like that. And I was just like, hey, 2016, like, that was when the Cavs won. It was LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you know, I, I asked him that and he's like, yeah, yeah, let's get lunch. And I, and, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I want to invest, you know, I want to, I want to learn about, you know, investing and this and that. And he's like, he's like, honestly, he's like, invest in what you know, right? He's like, what you know is dogs. He's like, you got to invest your money in dogs right now. And that has been the the best investment I've made so far. You know what I mean? So, so that's my, that's my priority right now, you know, and, and you know, one year, two year, three years, five years, whatever it is, you know, if I keep seeing areas where I could innovate and improve what we're doing within the company, then that's where my attention is going to continue to be until I hit a point where I'm not seeing growth anymore, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and I only, I, I, uh, someone had asked me that like, like a while ago, but I, I think we were talking about personal goals. And yeah. I, I've honestly, I just kind of view every, like, I've started viewing like every month as just, I'm like, I, 
I'm like, I don't care what happens. Like, I can't worry about what I want my November. If I don't meet my January goal, I'm not going to meet sure. my March one. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, and I, I found <clears throat> myself started saying those a little bit more. Like, I just got to get through this month. I got to yeah. get through this month. And then September 1st, boom, brand yeah, new yeah. game. Let's start again. And I don't know. But it's just, I think it's because it's everything is also so much more volatile, especially yeah. when you think about, you know, about, about investing, about things yeah, like yeah. that. And it's a real bummer if that guy's like investing in what you know, because I'm like, Potato skins, like I don't know anything. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know shit. Sure. <laughs> like, I think I think short term goals. Is that a thing still? I think short term goals are kind of weird too, right? Because like you put so much pressure on them sometimes. Of like people that set like monthly goals or quarterly goals or things like that, where it's like if you don't meet that goal at that point in this really frankly short period of time, like you can kind of get down on yourself and things like that. One thing I used to do that I haven't done in a while, but for, for when I first started my company, I had like. <clears throat> I had this like piece of paper I would get every single day, right? I had a notebook and at the top of it, I would write out short-term goals, long-term goals, right? And there was no timeline on them necessarily, but what I needed to do was every single day underneath that, I made a to-do list and I had to come up with one micro thing that I could do that day that would just take me one step closer towards one of those goals, right? So let's say it was... You know, at the time, I wanted to open a Columbus location, right? Okay, well, what's one thing I could do with that? Well, one thing I could do is uh, research good locations, right? I could research my competitors down there, right? I could make a list of three commercial real estate brokers that I could at least leave voicemails to or just make the list, right? And every day, I just had to do one little thing, no matter how big or how small, that moved me towards that. And if I kept doing that every single day, I don't know exactly how long it would take me, but at some point, I'm going to get to that goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and and just the, the idea of putting timelines on things and, and the idea of like one year, two year, five year goals and stuff like that has always been very daunting to me because, you know, who knows two years from now, like that goal might shift into something totally different. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I just want to make sure that I'm not ever getting stagnant and no longer making like forward progress towards a goal, no matter what that goal is. And that's probably the best way to look at it. Because <clears throat> yeah. so many things can, if we've learned anything in the last couple of years, yeah. we can get major curveballs thrown our way. Big time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it, but I really appreciate you coming. It was cool seeing you again, man. Yeah, You'll absolutely. have to come back again and maybe we'll just talk dog names and shit. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. I look forward to uh, I look forward to what you're going to be doing in the next couple of months, yeah, yeah. years, wherever your goals are, uh, long-term or short-term. I appreciate that, And I'll that, let man. you know if I meet my September goal. Yeah, yeah. Which I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Where can everybody find your stuff? Uh, so uh, Miracle Canine Training, we're on all social media platforms. So uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all the above. X. I think we're on X and Rumble now. I, I think we're on both of those. Yeah, no one. Yeah, I, yeah. The, the X Twitter thing really kind of threw me. I'm still yeah. not sure what happened, but it's okay. It's not my. I've favorite. never even been a Twitter user to begin me with, neither. so it doesn't. Uh, all doesn't my social media. Me. It's once a week whenever yeah. I have a guest. That's it. I, I'm like, yeah. I just don't. There's YouTube, Instagram, else. TikTok are the big ones for us. Those are the the big yeah. places. If you want oh, to and I think us. for you guys, those are the ones you yeah, should do. Yeah. 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 Cool. So. Well, that's it, man. Um, oh, yeah. That's it. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who came to the live show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and that is it. I will talk to you soon. Paige, awesome meeting you. I know we didn't get to talk a lot because <laughs> we didn't give you a microphone or a beer. So apologies. So we'll have you on next time. All right. Thanks, buddy. Hell yeah.